Good morning. Grace and peace to you. I'm thanking God this morning for the heat wave. We were chilly yesterday in our house. Anybody else layered up? Oh, yeah. But we're thankful that uh, the power was on. I don't know how many times I thank God that he kept the power on for us. Yes, amen. amen. And uh, we, had our, we had our heat, and we were able to get through it with his help. So uh, we thank him. It is his cold, though, so we're reminded, right? He said to the, was it the cold or the snow, Dawn? It said, be on the earth. Uh, yeah, but still, it's his cold and his weather, and we have to endure it. There's nothing you can do about it. So, Jesus light, what are we talking about? Well, I think everybody understands what light food is. We see a lot of those products on the shelves these days where they have uh, supposedly taken out some of the fat, some of the carbs, some of the sugar, so that uh, you don't get all of that in your diet. And, uh, of course, thinking that that's better for you, that you don't have all the carbs and fat, and they'll keep you healthier, you won't gain weight, and so forth and so on. I think in many instances the jury's still out on whether that's really good for you or not when they start tampering with the food, but we're not going to get into that. So Jesus light is the way some people look at Jesus that they don't want all of Jesus. They don't want all of his morality, all of his holiness, all of his spiritual power that he brings to a person. That they just want so much of him and that's enough. We know that... uh, this time of year, many people celebrate the Christmas holiday, and today is, in fact, Christmas Day on our calendar. Not everybody does, and, of course, it's up to us if we do that or not. That's what the Scripture says. If you celebrate a day, you celebrate it to the Lord, and if not, then that's okay, too. It's, it's our choice. But it has become that, that holidays, like so many things in the postmodern world, is just what I want it to be. And again, that's okay. Some people, uh, it's just about family and friends and parties and getting together and that kind of thing. And then for more of us, it's about, you know, Santa Claus and the elves and the presents and all that. But it's your choice. But even for those who still consider that it's a celebration of Jesus' birth, and if you want to do that, that's fine too. It's not in Scripture, but... You can do that. But they want to keep Jesus in the manger. Jesus' light. That's all they want of him. Just this nice story with the shepherds. No room at the inn. The wise man coming with the gifts. uh, The little drummer boy. And all that. But that's all they want. Mix in a little bit of Santa Claus as a diversion. 
It's only once a year. I can, I, can, I can live with Jesus once a year. And then on the 26th of December, I can get back to everything that I like. You see, that's Jesus' light. The whole full-bodied, holy Jesus scares the bejeebers out of a lot of people. Is that a word in our dictionary? We use it a lot. We know what it means. But he does. And that's why so many people just want just enough of Jesus that they want, but they don't want all of him. So we want to take a look today at who is Jesus and why was he really born. And to see that even in, as we call them, the Christmas stories, you see there on your little ticket from Luke and Matthew, that you can't just have Jesus' light, that you're just fooling yourself. He challenges our lifestyles. He calls for repentance and a change of life. He puts us to shame by his love and service. He insists we acknowledge our sins. And he says that unless we put our full faith and trust in him, we're going to lose it all. And that's the part of Jesus people don't want. So many don't. Let's go to Luke 1. And out of each one of these uh, texts, we're going to pick out two points to talk about the real Jesus. Not Jesus' light. Gabriel's visit to Mary, Luke 1, starting with verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth. To a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and for that reason the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. Jesus is the Son of the Most High or the Son of God. As such, you know, if we accept the story, we must believe in God. Amen? Even in the God of the Bible, because this is where this story is written, right here in the Holy Scriptures, that God has passed down to us. You know, I may believe in a God, but the God of the Bible carries a lot of baggage, if you will. 
if I accept this story and accept this God, I have to accept the creation in six days, right? The God spoke into existence all that we see and all that we don't see by his power, by his will, through the word and through the power of the Holy Spirit. It all came into existence. I have to accept that. I have to accept Adam and Eve. They were created, male and female, put in a garden. The story of the, the two trees and their Eve being deceived and the bad choice and driven out of the garden. I have to accept that. And that's the beginning of our woes and our need for the Savior. Otherwise, we wouldn't need a Savior. We wouldn't need the Son of God. I have to believe in the great flood. At some point, mankind had become so evil that God destroyed them all, saved the aid in the ark. I have to believe that. If I believe in this story of this Jesus. Sodom and Gomorrah, the burning bush, the walls of Jericho fell down. All of the story of the Jews and their wandering in the wilderness and the tabernacle and the temple. God's thoughts about sin and judgment. All these things I have to accept if I believe this story. That Jesus is the Son of God, the Son of the Most High. If I do that, then I have to accept that he is superior to me in every way. If he's the son of God, he has power, he has authority, his moral excellence is unsurpassed, his love is unbelievable. We can't comprehend it as Paul writes in one place. His sacrifice for us, what he gave up to come here and to save us, unbelievable. His service to us, we talked about that in the last couple lessons. Incredible love of God for us. I have to accept that. However, if I just want Jesus' light, I just keep him as a babe in the manger. I can deceive myself into thinking that, you know, I'm kind of on equal footing with him. He's just a little baby, and here I am, and he has no claims on me. We're just deceiving ourselves if that's all we want from the story of Jesus' birth. The second thing we take from this particular text is the fact that Jesus is a king. What the angels say, he's going to receive the throne of his father David. That goes back to the lineage uh, of David and the Jews. He's going to reign over the house of Jacob forever. That goes back to all the promises made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His kingdom will have no end. That's a reference to the kingdom of heaven as we're going to go on into eternity as we sang in that one song. He's a king. David, of course, was a powerful guy and God's man. He said he was a man after my own heart. And in another place, he said, he's going to do all my will. And in fact, Jesus did that, didn't he? 
did all of God's will. I, uh, I reflect on one passage out of Hebrews almost every time we have the Lord's Supper. And it's one that talks about that uh, the Messiah, the Savior, is saying to God, it's a quote from the Old Testament, I've come to do your will, O God. And it says there, a body you have prepared for me for the reason of taking away the first covenant and bringing in the second covenant. Jesus did all of God's will. He walked in the footsteps of David and he received his kingdom. He does reign on the throne of David, which is the throne of God. For those who want Jesus' light, we reflect and say, well, I'm not a king. How can I compete with that? That means Jesus has authority and rules over me. Many people don't want that. They don't want to accept Jesus as Lord. They might verbalize they want him as Savior, not realizing what that means. But you can't just have Jesus the Savior and not have Jesus Lord. He's one and the same person. Herod understood that. Remember the story? When the wise men came, and he said, where's this king? Where's he been born? We saw his star. And Herod, you know, Herod's the king. And he's like, uh-oh, who's this challenging my authority? And you know the, how the whole story unraveled, and he had all those babies killed there in Bethlehem under the age of two years old because he didn't want anybody taking his throne. He understood what that meant. So for those who want Jesus' light, they don't want the king. They're not ready for that. Just keep that little baby in the manger. Now let's go to Matthew 1. Where Joseph receives, well, he doesn't receive a visit. It says he received a dream. Angel appeared to him in a dream. Matthew 1.18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife and kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. 
two points again out of this reading. The first one is one of his names was to be Emmanuel, and that was prophesied in the Old Testament. It means God with us, and that connects with what the angel Gabriel had already told Mary, that he would be the son of God or the son of the Most High. Those who uh, you know, want Jesus' light say, do we really need God down here among us? Isn't his place in heaven? What's he going to do down here anyway? He, he can do his thing up there, and I can do my thing down here. Why do I really need God down here with me? So there's a whole question mark about that. And then the second thought is, you should call his name Jesus. The very name tells us you cannot have Jesus' light. Jesus is actually the Greek. Yeshua or Joshua is the Hebrew for his name. And it means Yahweh is salvation. How beautiful that is. And it connects with what the angel said in the dream to Joseph. He shall save his people from their sins. Now we're talking the cross. Now we're talking the betrayal. Now we're talking, as Mike read, we don't want Jesus give us Barabbas. Now we're talking the, the scourging, the suffering, the nailing, the dying was necessary to save us. And if I see that in the name Jesus, now I have to admit that I have sins that I needed saved, and that some of my sins put Jesus on the cross. People don't understand this, you see. They just want a little bit of Jesus. They just want the, the little babe in the manger and all the, all the nice stories, the healings. They don't want him all. It's a tough one for many people to accept their sins and to accept the fact that only Jesus can save them. That's a tough one. But we have to do it because it's the reality of life. It's the truth. We have to accept all that Jesus is and not just keep that little Babe in the manger, that nice little Christmas story, no room at the inn, angels and shepherds. and that, that's, that's as far as we want to go. Of course, Jesus' light isn't Jesus at all. It's interesting that Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 11.4, and I'm not going to quote it. It's not on your ticket, but you might remember that about some preachers coming to the Corinthians and preaching, quote, another Jesus, unquote. And that's kind of what we're talking about here. There, there's only one Jesus, and it's the whole Jesus. You have to accept all of him, or you can't take any of him. That's the way it is. There is no Jesus life. 
We need the real and complete Jesus makes us face the truths of life and the reality of life, that we are sinners, we need a Savior, and we need to pattern our lives after his. And we just need to humble ourselves and accept him as our king and as our Lord. And God, of course, understood all this. From the beginning, even before this all happened, the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world, that we would need a savior. And trying to show our great need for God and his great love for us in return, that he was willing to come here and give his life in such a cruel fashion so that we could live eternally with him. This is what Jesus is all about. And this is what his birth is all about. He is the son of God. He is a king. We did need God with us to save us. We did need saving and we still need saving. And Jesus is the only one that can do that. And if you've not been saved, shall we say, by the little babe in the manger, then you need to think seriously about it because the little babe in the manger grew up to be Jesus the King, Jesus Lord, and Jesus who is Savior of all. God bless you today. Thank you for listening today. For more from Jeff Kent and the Shadyside Church of Christ, please go to our website at cfcshadyside.com. There you can access our entire library of Sunday church lessons and Jeff's weekly blog. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Shadyside Church of Christ. Remember, all are welcome. Thanks again. Have a blessed week.